Welcome to Asbury Pod with Amy Quinn and Joe Walsh. This week, as we observe Pride Month here in June, we talk to longtime Asbury Park luminaries, former Asbury Park City Clerk Kiki Tomek and Jimmy Bruno, former Deputy Mayor of Asbury Park, former Board of Education President and Vice President, longtime Little League President and Coach, and Jesus, how long does this list go on? I mean, it's kind of embarrassing for the rest of us. And retired Asbury Park firefighter. The duo became unlikely icons of LGBTQ history when they licensed and performed the first, and at the time still illegal, gay marriage in the state of New Jersey on March 8, 2004, and expedited the state's march to marriage equality. Welcome, Kiki and Jimmy. The matters addressed in this podcast represent my own personal views and opinions concerning issues affecting the citizens of Asbury Park in my capacity as the deputy mayor of the city of Asbury Park. They do not necessarily represent the official position of the city or the official position of the Asbury Park City Council as a whole. I am developing and implementing this podcast in an effort to keep citizens informed. However, this is not an official City of Asbury Park podcast and does not, and I repeat, does not represent the official position of the city or the governing body. Their interviews always hit the mark, so subscribe to Asbury Park. I mean, pod. Be informed, don't be in the dark. Everybody listen to Asbury Park. I mean, pod. Everything you need to know. Brought to you by Amy and Joe. If you're local, they're the pod for you. But Bennies are welcome and Shoebies too. Route 35 to Convention Hall. Asbury Pod covers it all. Asbury Pod, I love you. I love you. Welcome, Asbury Pod listeners. It is June 12th, and we are here with uh, Happy Pride, everybody, for June. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Um, and we are here with two of my heroes um, who, when I, I had moved to Asbury, maybe 2000, 2001. And I remember when, you know, I remember sitting in my, my apartment in the Santander and, and um, reading about what was happening um, with the marriage equality stuff. So we have two people who are responsible for the marriage equality stuff back in 2004. But I want both of them to just give little intros on who they are, both of them work for the city, both of them have long, long ties to Asbury. So um, Kiki and Jimmy, do you guys just say who you are, give a little intro about yourself before we get into all things pride? Okay, oh, fine. Well, uh, let's see, born and raised in Asbury. My father born and raised in Asbury, died in Asbury. I probably end up dying here. Hopefully I'll die here in Asbury. No, but okay, I, uh, and, your, and your name's Jimmy Bruno. Uh, Jim Bruno. <laughs> uh, that would help. <laughs> and uh, let's see, my I, uh, my boardwalk like started everything in 1970. Believe it or not, and uh, my father was the beach director, so I spent my whole life my my first age ten to. 20 i just spent on the boardwalk and that got me involved in like everything in, in the city so i uh that got me started but you know, I, I was on the board of ed for nine years i was on the city council for 12 years eight as deputy mayor uh, i was little league president 
but four or five years, I, uh, Asbury Park fireman from 83 to 88. And then I became the fire inspector until I re retired in 2000. Uh, and you, you don't, what, where, what house did you live in? Were you born and raised in Jimmy? Let's see. I, uh, I was born at 1103 third Avenue. And then we moved over here into uh, 610 7th in 1968. I bought the lot behind the house. God, I don't know. Let's see. 1981, 82. And I just held on to it. And I bought a, a guy's name, Paul Wazinski. He owned the MK bar years ago when... Uh, not the MK. Uh, anyway, uh, so I held held on to it, and then uh, in 1987 I built my house here. So I live here on this block. I've been living on this same block for 53 years. I feel like everybody lives on. So Joe and I live. Joe lives off Third, and I'm 1201 Third. And everybody I come across, like Jeannie Dello, he he lived on Third. He grew up on Third. I feel like Third seemed to be the street where a ton of people grew up on didn't Danny DeVito say he lived on third he was recently? a second he was I think he was a second in pine okay yeah uh yeah that was the third avenue fourth uh, second avenue Bruno's lived on second avenue and then we moved to my father my father had seven brothers and uh but we moved it around the corner to uh what do you call it to the third avenue and then we came over here to like I said the seventh avenue well, yeah, it's uh, quite a thing. And Kiki? I moved to Asbury in 72. And I worked for the city back then at the beachfront. And oh, Jimmy yeah, yeah, yeah. was my boss. Yes, yes. I met Jimmy when he was about 10. Yeah, Jimmy, uh, the first Geez, the first time I met him, he came in to see his dad. He had a bucket and a fishing pole. I'll never forget that. Yeah, Joe Pilata back then, he, yeah, I was like, uh, hang with the lifeguards. Basically, uh -huh. Joe Pilata's job was to, uh, I guess, watch out for me. So he got me into fishing. Yeah, I, was that. <laughs> but I, mean, I was just thinking, I, rem I remember I was fishing one day, and, uh, and it was in 1970. Two or seventy-three, because I had a Munich seventy-two. Uh, what do you call uh, t-shirt on? And I got the fish hook stuck in my back. I don't know where you. I don't know if you were there then. Yeah, you had to be there. But I got a I, I I was casting. I got a fish hook stuck in my back, and Rita was there. And uh, that's a stupid little story. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Pilato is another one that like. He he's a character. He's like totally a character who who's made up Asbury Park. At one of our fundraisers, Eileen Chapman, who's on the council and has been in town since the seventies, she um, I'm like, oh, do you know Joey Pilato? And she's like, I think he beat up my husband one time years ago. <laughs> Probably <laughs> that that is the same Joey Pilato that I'm going to introduce you to right now. Yeah. So he's another total character that would um, there were quite a few back the then, but yeah. And I, yeah, I ended up staying, working at the beachfront for about four years, then met my future husband and moved to New York. So 
and ironic, all those years later, I came back. And everybody um, comes back. Everybody comes back. Yep. Was uh, a deputy city clerk and registrar. um, Helped run the mayor's ball for, I don't know, seven, seven, eight years. Um, Back in the day, though, uh, in the 70s, remember we had that baby parade. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Patella, Patella. Yeah, that was that was yeah. The baby. What's a baby? I don't even know. We don't even know what a baby parade is. Like people brought their babies. Oh yeah, yeah. It was the uh, what late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds when it was like the biggest thing on the East Coast. It was unbelievable. And what people dress their babies up? Yeah, I mean, and they came from all over. Yeah, and it was. The pictures were amazing to see these elaborate floats and things these people did. Um, Putt Putt Patilla was was he's another one. He was yeah he was uh he, yep. he brought back I a caught. lot of stuff for the city. He and he was um, the Putt Putt Patilla bocce tournament. Yeah, he was. A I think we do, I think we recently just did a proclamation for him and his family. Yeah, um, within yeah. the last like year or so. Where was the bocce tournament held? Were there it courts was, on the on the boardwalk? In Convention Hall. Oh wow! The, in the arcade. Well, okay. before that, it was it on was the boardwalk where the seventh yeah. Avenue school was. Yeah, yeah. You know, huh. on the boardwalk. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and then um, like so you said, came back, Kiki. You started working for the city from what year to what year? Um, I came back. I started working in '94. And is Steve K there? Steve K oh, yeah. oh, yeah. should also have on the show. Oh my god! Oh goodness yes. gracious! Hey, Amy, who's Steve K? For those who are listening, <laughs> so. he was he was the city clerk. He was the hub yeah. for years, um, and he started in the seventies. We had a cedar program back then. I was on that too, and I I was one of the ones that helped them interview him. So it's like. It's a full circle. It's just, it's crazy. I end up coming back to the city and working with them. But, um, and that was great times too. I'll tell you. Yeah. City, hall, the, city hall was fun then. Oh, sure was. Sure you know, was. Really fun. This uh, is the second week in a row where we we're, we're talking to people who got their start working on the boardwalk. You know, T Gates worked uh, at the Coors uh, Custard. Me, um, I, I, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Jimmy. Go ahead. Yeah, but I, I, um, my place is Lee's Arcade Convention Hall. Right. Um, that was my first, my real first job, uh, in, uh, and what, what, what was Lee's Arcade and Convention Hall? No, it was, um, Pinball Arcade, hmm. you know, and, uh, that was the hub. I mean, that was the place. I mean, uh, everybody went there. Uh, yeah, that. The Miramar. The, oh, God, Miramar. Frank and Betty's. Frank and Betty's, yes. And, and uh, most of these concerts. They were yeah. like, what, two, three a week? Yeah, and they were, yeah, they, they did two concerts a night. They would have a show at 7.30 and another one at like 9.30, as long as they get out, got out of there by, by uh, I think it was 11 o'clock or midnight, they had to be out of there. Right. Yeah, then John Sher came in and, uh, God, God, the concerts were unbelievable. We had... Yeah. Those are the, were those the WPLJ uh, 
No, concerts on the beach? No. This is before that. The, the ones on the beach and WNAW concert. That was, was WNAW, wrong, yeah, wrong, wrong uh, radio, but. Yeah, that was something different. Uh, WNAW concerts. That, I mean, I don't know, 100,000 people, you know, no problem. And, uh, buddy, because me and Johnny Moore and I, we had a. Uh, Restaurants on the boardwalk. We we bought. Uh, what did we buy? When did we buy? Yeah, uh, No, no, it was on the one on First Avenue. Uh, I forgot what it, what was that. <laughs> but I forgot the name of the place. But it, it was a restaurant. So we bought that one and with Marty Chomsky, and we and the uh, Martells were that that's on the Fifth Avenue Pavilion, the uh, on the first floor. Uh, that we had, we had, I mean, we could write books if the books about Asbury Park just growing up here, you know. Uh, having, I try to get Johnny, I try to get John Moore on the show all the time, and every time he's, you know, go fuck yourself, Amy. So yeah. I have attempted to get John Moore on the show. And can I tell you, funny that you say that about writing books about Asbury, you know, there's a Monopoly game, an Asbury I Park just, Monopoly I game. I just, someone just emailed out to me yesterday. I yeah, yeah. I, oh, I drove to Walmart and bought like five of them because I thought if this is a collector's item, I'm retiring on that. I mean, that's that's. Uh, oh, I wanted to get one. I want to see. I, I definitely wanted to see the stuff, different avenues and streets. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I bought a few, so maybe I'll drop put one off. But if they ever become, if they become worth money, I want it back. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Johnny Moore, my main man. Yeah, one day we'll get him on. One day we'll get him on at some point. He doesn't know how to Zoom either. You know, he he doesn't, you know, he could call in, but he wouldn't, I would have to set something up. I would either have to allow him to call. He doesn't Zoom. Just put it that way. Okay. It is what it is. Well, I, All have right. to, I have to send Christy over there. Yeah, we could send <laughs> Christy over there to do yeah. it. So Actually, maybe a good, a good show would be Johnny, Jimmy, and Steve. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be a great show. Callie Ho. Uh-oh. And thank God we've already been marked R-rated, or else that show would put us into the R-rated right, we do have a, category. A, a profanity warning. <laughs> Just okay. Speak. All right. We, we're going to get to Pride because it's Pride Month. And did you guys get my email? The city's going to do proclamations, not this Wednesday, but the next Wednesday. If you can go, you don't have to go, but there will be a proclamation. You should try to go. Uh, I swore not to step back into that city council chamber. Okay. Well, we'll deliver it outside, Jimmy. How's that? Okay. <laughs> Jesus. This is this is what the city gets for trying to honor you both. <laughs> Two people who are like, we don't want it. I didn't say that, but I just don't want to step foot in. Yeah, whatever. I'll give it, well, I, I will. I'll deli- we'll give it to uh, outside. The last time I was the last time I was there when you guys got sworn in the first time. So uh, Ooh, that was a that was a that was a that was an interesting day. Yeah. For, for all of us. Anyway, okay. Okay, so I'm going to flash us ahead. I'm living in Asbury, reading the paper. And all of these places in, in the United States are kind of, um, you know, well, not all of these, very small places in the United States are starting to talk about what was called then, it's now called marriage equality, but back then it was called gay marriage. So, so take us through what, ha- you know, what happens, Kiki, because it probably, I, it starts with you really, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> um. Rick and Lewis were the couple uh, that, yes. that got married. And uh, Rick would come in and visit now and then, 
And he had come in one day and I was just finishing up a, a marriage application. And when the couple left, he was like, how come you won't do one for Rick and uh, Lewis and I? And I said, well, you never asked me. And um, I, I thought about it. And then I, I spoke to Terry Reedy briefly. I said, would you have a problem, you know, if I took their application? And uh, he right away had to call the city attorney, um, who I had never met yet. And, you know, came back. Now, down. Was that Fred Kiki or no? That, that was a different. Fred. That, Fred. that is Fred. Oh, so I have. Oh, so Fred. Yeah. And just for listeners, Fred is still the city attorney. Yeah. Yes, he is. Fred, uh, for those who listen, Fred is the person who made Amy record that disclaimer we have at the beginning of our podcast. Fred is the reason we have the disclaimer. Fred is also, I will say, very anxious about me doing this podcast and has been for the last year and a half that I'm going to get us sued in some way. So disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Fred is, um, well, well, Terry had come back down to me and he, he said um, he wanted me to meet with Fred. And I think it was on a Saturday. No, it had to be before that. It had, that was, huh. I don't remember what day, whatever it was. We met at Insano's, which was Brando's now. Yeah, so I have to also say, I say to people at the end of this, I'm going to ask you guys these questions about favorite places that are gone and favorite people that are gone. So Insano was one, a great place early on in, 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 in the early 2000s in Asbury Park. It had great food. It was one of the, I think it was even before Market in the Middle or any of Brick Wall or any of them, right? It was like one of the very first one of the few first new restaurants that you were like, oh my God, we don't have to leave town. We can, yep. we can go yeah, have yeah. dinner in Asbury. Yep. Uh, so Fred and I met and, um, you know, I'm dressed in jeans and a t-shirt. He's in a suit. And <laughs> we, we had a long conversation and I have to tell he, he was a bit nervous. Um, he had done the research and he said, I think he said he, there was no statute really right. that he found that expressly banned same-sex marriage. And then it was pretty much Fred and Terry left it up to me. Did I want to do this? Um, there could be some problems. And I said, well, I think we should do it. It's, it's you know, crazy. So uh, sure enough, we did the application. We tried to keep it quiet. I was going to say, so Jimmy, when, and I have to give a shout out to Terry Reedy, who is the, who is, a, yeah. he was probably, you know, one of our most progressive city managers at the Very time, a, a real visionary, uh, him and Nadine uh, were just uh, really lovely and yeah, wonderful yeah. people in Asbury Park. And I adore Fred. I consider Fred a very good friend of yeah. mine. And Kiki is being kind when she says like, ner- like Fred is a very nervous about getting us into legal trouble, which makes him an amazing city attorney because he's always like, well, all of these things. Things could possibly happen. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that we give Terry and Fred credit. And so Jimmy, does the council have any idea this is happening or, or Kiki's kind of doing this a bit on her own? Uh, I had no idea. Okay. Good job. Good job. Kiki. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, it was, I don't know. We just, it was pretty much between Terry 
Fred and I. Um, I did have to ask the mayor if he would perform the ceremony. He refused. So I said, okay, can, do you give permission for the deputy mayor? Because that would happen with any marriage. Right. If, if the mayor can't do it or doesn't want to do it, then you get permission and, and the deputy mayor can. So, yep, we asked Jimmy and uh, he was on board immediately. You well, didn't uh, pause, Jimmy. You uh, weren't uh, thinking, oh, this is going to be drama. I, uh, it wasn't immediately, Kiki. It was, uh, well, with me. My, I have my Irish Catholic mother. And uh, I had my Catholic father. Yeah, you know, so it 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 wasn't the uh, that way. I talked to her about it, and I I did, and uh, she said, you know, I should do it. You know, my brother's gay, was gay, so I mean, so that made it a little a little bit easier. because nobody's doing it anywhere else or if they are, you know, it's little pockets in the United States, because at the time my wife, Heather, is working for um, a marriage equality organization that's trying to get, orga- you know, to, organizations to support marriage equality. And it's a it, for her, it was this really uh, demoralizing job that she had for years because nobody supported it. So you had to get the the most socially acceptable couple that that, that looked exactly like your next door neighbor yeah. and say these people, you know, you got to let these people get married. And if you don't X, Y and Z. And then because she was part of the person who did all these studies, every town was like, no, and state. Was yeah, but, like, when, no. but when it did, but when it did get out uh, and it got so, out. Well, hold on, Jimmy. So you talk to your mother. You got you guys feel like, OK, we're going to do it. Jimmy, you tell Kiki I'm going to do it. And then and how does it come to fruition? Because, you know, a lot of people forget this as well. The set, there's like a 72 hour rule. That's you what know, there's a bunch of stuff. We tried to keep it kind of quiet. Unfortunately, there was somebody around City Hall the day I did the application um, and we all know him. His first name is Dan. Dan Jacobson. Oh. He yeah. was a blabbermouth. Previous oh. guest on the podcast. Previous t- guest. Did he have the paper then? Um, he had it. Yeah, he had the paper like 20 years. He had He had He had He had He had Yeah. And he put it out. He, I was going to say, I of mean, course, it, he it did. was a TV stay. I mean, everybody was was here. You know? And it was frustrating because, you know, I I I don't know. In a sense, I didn't, really didn't see what the big deal was. You know, it was. To me, it was a, a civil right, a constitutional right. It was like, this is bizarre. Um and I did take another 12 applications, but I think because of Dan's big mouth, it, it really got to the state a lot quicker. And the governor did not. Well, <laughs> and this is all before the, the, the ceremony. This is all leading yeah. up to the ceremony. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, so it's quiet. Dan Jacobson gets the scoop. He then gets it everywhere he can possibly get it to back in 2004 and so, so bef- is the ceremony scheduled or it's not even scheduled yet? No, we have it. We now have it scheduled. 
Um, and that day, we Ooh. actually put brown paper up in the council chamber. So lock it. Couldn't look in and we wanted to keep it very private, you know. Um, and it was crazy. I mean, when it was over, I said, geez, uh, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to Insano's. You know? <laughs> and I remember the only person I really talked to about it beforehand was my daughter. Um, because we had the same name. People are cruel. She was young. I wanted to get her her feedback. And, you know, and she was like, if you don't do this, everything you've taught me is wrong. So I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. You know. And then I told my husband. But um, yeah, after that, I, I went to Insano's and and my daughter shows up. She goes, you better get over to Georgie's. Everybody's looking for you. And I I said, oh, let them have their time. You know, let Rick and Lewis have their time. And, and it was just. Well, I got to go back a little bit. So so the it, the ceremony scheduled. And when you say you have to put brown paper bags up on the windows, is that reporters? Is yeah. that protesters? Is that? Oh, oh, you know, protesters, you know, I'll tell you, just I can remember driving down Main Street on my way down to City Hall. And it was protesters lined up from Asbury and Maine to City Hall. Uh uh, I never saw that, which was uh, good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, they didn't. They, they, you know, that was they had a problem with it, and uh, but and it, signs, Jimmy. I mean, or, or, not, is it signs. just the whole thing? Right. Okay. Yeah. And Kiki, you're in City Hall, so you're not really seeing any of this, right? Okay. So Jimmy, you walk, you go in, you go in through the front entrance, or you go through the council chambers entrance, or you, or you're trying to avoid this, the, um, the all the hoopla. God, I don't remember. I think the <laughs> main yeah. entrance, and we went through yeah. the back. Yeah, okay. that's what we did. Chambers. Yeah. And how many people are in council chambers? Not a lot. I mean, it was, you it was know, a handful. We had the council. Um, Everybody but the mayor, and I think uh, Ed Johnson was there. Um, Jeff. Um, John, yeah, John Alfredo. Uh, Sue. Uh, because at the time, you had a majority of gay people on the actual Asbury Park Council. Right? Yeah. You had Ed, you had... Well, you probably had no, no, Sue no, There was only two. No, it was, only it was just Ed and John. Yeah, they, had, they got the majority in 2008. Okay. Yeah, it was, I think, Sue no. and John. Sue's later. Then who? I don't know. No, we appointed, didn't we, no, we appointed Sue. I forgot who, who left. We, uh, was we it did, Lawson? No, Lawson it was Kate, Mal wasn't it Kate Molina? That, that was early on. That was earlier. Anyway, uh, we're getting off track. <laughs> no, Kate Molina was there. I remember she was there. Was she? Yep. Well, she was at the ceremony. Yeah, okay. And the, the the protests were from local church groups. Yeah, I assume. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I find it interesting the way you know, Kiki, the way you're talking about this very casually. 
you know, you know, Asbury can, for people who don't live in Asbury Park, it can, it, it's a very, it's like, a, we, the joke is that it's like an island, you know, like I don't like to go anywhere in the weekends or leave the island. So we have a rather insular community here. So this is a, this is a nationwide, even a worldwide issue at the time. And your, and your decision-making seems rather calm and sensible. Like, oh, I'm just going to do this, you know, knowing not, well, not realizing that this is going to end up on the front page or on the, of the New York times, or certainly in the times and generate a lot of, uh, yeah heat and uh, interest. So that's an interesting for me, a little peek into Asbury's um, the way we live here. So I feel like we're like in the, our own little world here in, in a good way. Right. Uh, um, so uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have a larger point, but I, you know, the way you're talking about it, you know, thinking about the, 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 the heat and uh, generated at the time you're thinking about, it seems very calm and rational, which is what way we think about it now. But uh I don't know. I don't, you know, it's, it's an interesting, um, cause in the opposition from governor McGreevy's office is sort of surprising considering. Uh, that's a funny thing. Cause I remember. Oh, I, he's I, on I, my list. That guy's on my, you know, if you're, I, I, if, if you're a gay person and you do harm to gay people, like there's a, there's a place in hell for you. I mean, uh, really, it's, it's that's so terrible, but hold on. I got to go back. Okay. So you're in the council chambers, the council's there, some family and friends, uh, Jimmy, now, are you nervous doing this ceremony? Or are you treating it like anything else and just changing pronouns? Like, what what are you thinking when you're in there marrying them? What am I thinking? I was I was I was a little nervous. I would imagine. But I remember when we when we changed uh, 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 the word and at the very end, and I pronounced you and they said man and wife, and we figured out what to do. And I said, well, you know, well, why don't we just, you know, I now pronounce you married. Oh, good one. Yeah. Right, Kiki? Yeah. And, and uh, no, I, I, I was a little nervous, mainly more because of the reporters. I mean, there was different TV stations out there. Uh, and I, I mean, it was it was a lot of them. And a plus the protesters and, you know, but uh it turned out fine. <laughs> yeah, I I was I was shocked at at you know the New York Times and, and yeah. the, T, the CBS and I'm like and what is they were this? outside my house on my front porch you know and I didn't want to do any interviews I you know it's over let it be you know I mean uh, I don't want to you know it's over. Yeah. So I, okay, so you fin you guys finish up the ceremony and disperse. You so and and does does the crowd disperse or they just follow you all around? Uh, I think they followed Rick and Lewis. A lot of people did because when we finally did get over to Georgie's, it was like crazy. Um, the TV cameras were there. You know, and 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 I remember before I went over there, I I called my dad uh, because same as Jimmy, you know, he was this old time Catholic guy and I didn't, you know, and he was getting pretty old there. I didn't want him to have a damn heart attack. So I, I just called him real quick and I said, look, dad, you know, you might see some stuff on the news. And he had already met Lewis and Rick. And I said, uh, he goes, yeah, they're great guys, but I don't understand the, you know, the whole marriage thing. I said, well, exactly. I said, number one, you're older. Number two, you're Catholic. I said, no different, dad. It's, you know, 
it's not affecting your life, you know, and, uh, and he ended up being really cool with it. So I was like, okay, you know, my daughter, my husband, my father, they were cool. So I had no worries, no worries. You know, it's so funny hearing this story, like for me, because it doesn't like when, so I don't know either one of you, I'm, I'm reading this in the paper, like, holy shit, obviously gay. Um, Heather and I are together and just like, holy shit. And then hearing how you're, you're both worried about your mother or your father um, and calling, you know, it's just, it's, it's an interesting perspective, right? Because I'm just like, holy, these 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 people are just going to blow it up and marry gay people. And you're like, let me check in on my father and let me check in on my mother. I think that's, I guess it's, it's really interesting to me and makes perfect sense, right? It makes perfect, perfect sense in 2004. Okay, uh, ceremony. And Kiki, we should give a shout out to your daughter, Sarah. And before we end this podcast, who is like a, a, a world renowned drummer. And playing is she is she doing music now with the pandemic or no? Right, they're back. She just started up again. Okay, um, so we should um, give her a shout out as well. So is she, is so, she still touring with Maggie Rose? Uh, yes, she is, and she's and they're playing the lanes right coming up. A new field also with somebody new, so it's a whole new ball game for her, and I'm excited for her. And it's got to be like for musicians, not to digress for a second, well, but I don't I don't know about Sarah, but if, even for me, like getting spending 15 months really alone or with, you know, Heather and, and my son and then going out in the world is like it's like what, what? Well, <laughs> it, the whole thing is like puzzling. So if you're a musician who's used to crowds, spend the 15 minutes, 15 months without it and then to try to. I don't know how they're dealing with it because I I'm having trouble dealing with, with large groups of people getting out again, yeah. getting out again, you get show shop. She's still a little nervous because, you know, she lives in Tennessee and she said, you know, they're, uh, they're a little slow down here, mom, with getting vaccines or even wearing masks. Yeah. So she didn't want to go out right away. You know, she right. wanted to make sure she had her vaccine and, um, but supposedly she'll be coming home to play the pony in November. So that'll be cool. Nice. That'll be great. Okay. So we have to get back because it's now 1035. So you're in Georgie's, the ceremony's there. Jimmy, you go to Georgie's or you head home? I I think I went home. You went home. And then when do you start to get, when does the communication begin that you guys are in deep shit from the state? I can't remember whether the wedding was on a Friday or a Monday, but it was, it was like almost within 24 hours. Um, I was looking for the paperwork I had. I couldn't find it. I wanted to get that out. uh, And and what happened? So tell, take us through what happens, Kiki, because McGreevy's a real city hall was overrun. City hall was overrun with reporters, cameras. I mean, they were up on my file cabinets. I was really getting annoyed. (laughs) Um, and they, uh, but the thing was people kept sending flowers, you know, the Asbury community, it was crazy. So it was really nice. I ended up putting the flowers on the file cabinets. So I didn't have to look at the reporters anymore because I still had another job to do, you know, my regular job. And, uh, I don't know. I was, 
I was just, and then, and then all of a sudden, you know, we got the, uh, um, facts from Harvey, the AG at the time. And he was very threatening and, uh, you know, he pretty much told us, right, Jimmy, you know, we could face jail. Yeah. And I was like, okay, bring it, you know? And then I think it was Terry and Fred met with the council and they decided to take a break and join a lawsuit that was ongoing. Yeah, yes, yes. With the, there were five or six other couples that were suing the state at the time for That's marriage true. equality. And, uh, so one of those couples, Kiki, I believe I get married with, I also because of you, in 2013, which are Marcy and... Um, I'm going to say Kathleen. Anyway, one of those couples who's part of that lawsuit ends up getting married with a, the other woman couple in 2013 was part of that, that original lawsuit in New Jersey, which is, which is full circle, but we'll get to that in a minute. So Fred gets very anxious. Terry gets very anxious. And do they say you have to like undo this? What, what do they say that you have to do? Well, the state said that, um, that I had, well, I had sent in the, the, uh, um, you had to send in a report on marriages and marriage applications and licenses every month. I sent mine in right away. And they pretty much said, look, it's null and void. Um, they're not married. We're not accepting the applications. And of course, I'm a wise guy. So my answer was, uh, oh, they wanted the state wanted my applications. And I said, well, when you refund the money that you accepted, you know, then we can talk. And um, they never refunded the money. So I never sent the applications and I never took Rick and Lewis's license out of the book. It's still in there. Grievy accused uh, you guys of per- perpetuating a hoax on unwitting. Uh, that that pissed me off. What, what is it? I don't remember that. What does he say, Joe? He said, he said that, uh, to, yeah. to, oh, Kiki, I'll let you uh, explain. No, like, Joe, go ahead. Go ahead. I, 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 the quote I saw is he seemed to imply you were perpetuating a hoax on, on vulnerable people, right? Yeah. Because he supported domestic partnerships, but not marriages. And he's like, he, you know, so he, he, you know, I thought that quote was pretty harsh. You know, he says like, well, yeah. you know, they, you know, they, meaning you and Jimmy, know this isn't going to hold up. You shouldn't have done it because you're actually doing a harm to them. And, um, you know, that's interesting. And I'm wondering like what, what Peter Harvey thinks about this now, the former attorney general, you know, obviously they, they probably both are supportive of the movement. And I'm wondering if they're embarrassed of their previous, of the, not of their opposition, but the nature of their opposition, the hostility is pretty, uh, pretty intense. Yeah. And I think anybody that knew Jimmy and I, we weren't, I knew. You know, this was no hoax. Um, right. And if, if they were so interested in domestic partnership, why did it take months after the wedding to even initiate domestic partnership, which was bull crap, didn't give couples any more rights, really. So, so you, so you get these letters. The you the I guess Terry and Fred talk to the council, and and what is the plan? Is the plan to put your head down and hope this goes away? <laughs> no, no. Um, like I said, joined the the lawsuit. Oh, join the join the okay okay join the the statewide lawsuit. Okay, right, and that that continued, 
Um, and then when they realized, I think domestic partnership really didn't work, then they came up with civil unions. I uh, so and the city of Asbury again at twelve oh one Kiki did civil unions because friends of mine, a couple that I know, went and got civil union at twelve oh one because that was I mean at the time that was cause for celebration. It was better than and domestic partnerships. Too. You know, Terry was very supportive in keeping the the office open uh, to allow people to apply, um, and uh, you know it was. I really think, though, this lit a fire under maybe not only our state, but maybe the country that you got to get with the times, you know, um, even though it took quite a few years later to actually approve of marriage for all. Um, and uh I'm proud yeah. of that. Yeah. Had to get the ball rolling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it did, you know, Asbury's known, God, from the 60s as, as being somewhat of a mecca for the gay community and, and all of the gay bars and clubs that existed throughout the 70s and 80s and 90s and even now. I mean, do you, is that, you think that factored in at all of, at what like a little gay mecca this was that, that you thought it wouldn't get as much fanfare as maybe say a Rumson or, or I don't know, someplace that's not known for being pretty progressive or pretty, pretty gay. I, could, could you see it I even happening in Rumson? I'm not. No, no. no, right. But you could see it happening in Asbury. I remember Liberace being on the beach. Huh. I worked for the city when he played. Right, right, right. And Johnny Mathis, yep. So, uh, you know, you just, it's funny you mentioned Liberace, and this is maybe a window into like uh, for people who are younger, you know, how gay men and women were perceived in the 70s. Growing up in the 70s, when Liberace was on Johnny Carson, we all thought he, we thought he was straight. They would pretend he was. And as a kid, you're like, oh, well, yeah, we didn't. As an adult, you look at these things now and you're like, oh, God, yes. Like, you know, but there was a whole like, um, like Paul Lind on Hollywood Squares. Like, you oh, know, God, right, right of, of gay men in who are celebrities <laughs> who are clearly gay, you know, when they're performing and, and, and uh, being moving in and out of gay culture. And they would be in mainstream media pretending that, oh, yeah, you know, I think Carson would be like, you know, how, how are things on the ladies front? <laughs> and Liberace would be like, well, just haven't found the right woman yet. And, and as a kid, that we, we'd be like, oh, that seems reasonable, right? You know, it wasn't, you know, <laughs> until you got older, you're like, oh, my God. You know, uh, so it's, it, it's funny. Uh, not funny. It's tragic and, and interesting, right? But, well, I didn't mean to sidetrack in the discussion about Liberace. Okay, but I'm going to sidetrack, too, for one second, because I so I have, you know, I get the, you know, like um, Rosie the Riveter or, you know, Susan B. Anthony on my arm. So I'd been thinking about a tattoo to honor somebody in the gay rights movement for pride. And I did a woman named Edie Windsor, who was part of the 2000 United States Supreme Court case for, well, not for, it was, it's a complicated case, but she was integral in the gay rights movement. And she, in the 1960s, her and her partner, Thea, they couldn't wear rings, obviously, because if one of them wore a ring, somebody would ask about their boyfriend or husband. So she bought her a, um, a brooch. 
And that brooch was supposed to be her ring. That was the wedding ring, you know, the, the ceremonial kind of wedding ring for her to wear. So nobody would bring up, um, you know, ask questions about their husbands or boyfriends or whatever. So I got this brooch tattooed to me um, it, it, as a pride event in honor of Edie Windsor and, um, and Thea. So those were the kinds of things that p- people who are younger listening to this, that people did, right? You couldn't even draw attention to the fact that you were gay because it caused you, it caused you grief. And I've said this numerous times, I didn't know anyone gay growing up. So it was, well, while I knew some, I was different. I certainly didn't have examples of gay people walking around or performing or anything. I knew, I remember when Melissa Etheridge came out with, um, yes, I am. And thinking to myself, me too, me (laughs) too. (laughs) Um, And that was in the early nineties, but anyway, I digress, but I have to jump ahead a little bit Kiki and put you again on the spot because in October, a couple days before New Jersey get New Jersey gets marriage equality. So, uh, right. And a couple days before it's, slated to take you know effect i don't know do you call us or did heather like go in to pay something and you're like hey girls if you want to get married you got to do this license 72 hours before i i think heather came by to do something and yeah i i said yeah you better get in here um and i think christy was trying to put a halt to it and he took it to court or something. He he, said, he was no. trying to stop it back then as well. And I said, no, come in. Let's do it. You know. Um, and I just had this feeling it wasn't, you know, Christie's thing wasn't going to hold up at all. And I remember the Registrar's Association. They're, they're like, well, you really can't do this um, because it's going to court. I said, well, I can do it. Because if it goes to court and Christy loses, I said, you know, these people can get married right away. So and that's what happened. You know, they pretty much I, I don't know whether Christy withdrew it or whatever, but um, yeah. Boom. It went through. Yeah. So my work, I feel like my my friend Meredith DeMarco, who is our campaign manager every year, was like, listen, I for, she might have been working for a gay rights organization. It was a while ago. She's like, you got to do you want to get married? And Heather, I don't know if she had gone into the clerk's office to pay something or do something. And we were like, OK, yeah, sure. We'll we'll get married. Sure. No, no problem. No problem. And then that's when the 72 hour thing, then we were made aware of the 72 hour. And then we got married with people. We got married with two other couples. One was um, Danny Baum and um, Stephen Brenner, who had to go get permission from a judge to waive the 72 right. hour. Right. Right. It was a. they had to drive to Newark in the mix of this like hours. Oh, where was it? You would go. You would go to Freehold. Freehold. Okay, they had to go. They had to go get permission from a judge to be able to get married at twelve oh one. And then this other couple who were part Marcy, I think, and Kathy. But I'm sorry, I'm forgetting a first name there. um, Who also came forward to 
to do the 1201 ceremony. And I have to tell you, like Heather and I were so, I've said this before, like we were so nervous we were going to fall, fall asleep. Like, because, you know, you have to stay up until whatever <laughs> time it was. And it it was, one, it was cold. Do you remember how cold it was? Yeah, it was cold. It was freezing. And I had already said to Tom Pavinsky, make it quick, like quick. And so he starts reciting something from like 1794. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, we're, we're all going to freeze to death before this ceremony's over. But he didn't. He was quick about it. And then so so 2004 domestic partnerships, civil unions and then New Jersey marriages, Kiki, every one of them, you seem to be. Um, ahead of everybody else in terms of how to get those to happen at the exact moment that they're allowed. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> not a question, just a statement, right? <laughs> That's a... <laughs> well, I jokingly have said to reporters before that you were just like this renegade clerk who was like, fuck it, let's just all fucking do it. Let's all do it. And anything... I almost because uh, you know, um, I almost said that earlier it, that uh, Amy that uh, I was almost going to say like Kiki you just didn't give a fuck but it's the actual opposite you did and you saw the sensibility of it and just pers- persevered right and that's really in, in, in the face of increasing hostility which is uh, you know uh, to both of you the fact that you did it um, when you didn't need to right. Is very uh, commendable, I think, uh, and good for you. Thank you. And I'm proud to know you both, <laughs> at least having met today. <laughs> and does anyone know? Did Rick and Lewis stay in Asbury? They left. I feel like no, they, they left. They moved they to Pennsylvania, and then they they did move to Philly, and now they live in Mexico. Oh, bless them! And Kiki, when this is happening, what is Steve K saying? Is he just like? Is he paying attention at all or is he busy betting on the horses and you know on his computer at City Hall? No. <laughs> when this went down, he was on vacation. Yeah. He yeah. Thought, when he came back, he thought I planned it. And I said, Steve, come on, you know me. You know, it, it was just and um I don't he didn't say too much. He really didn't, you know. He didn't say much. <laughs> No, you two are cracking me up that like this is like such a monumental movement in the in gay rights. And you're both like, yeah, we just were like, eh, we just were going to do it. And yeah, we didn't really see the big deal. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I think one of the big things that some of the people have had these problems, you know, it was like um, a marriage license or it should be civil union. And I I said, a marriage license doesn't automatically mean you're going to church and getting married. So it is civil. Not everybody goes to a church. So I I said, I just don't get people. You know, what is the big to do? So, you know. I'm glad it happened, but it should. I think I speak for all of the gay community when I thank you both immensely for being leaders in the movement of equality for gay people. So you will always be heroes to me. And even in 2004, which was a long time ago, um, when, when, you know, I say this all the time, like when I saw people in 2004 thinking that Heather and I were people that deserved the right to get married, that makes it internally you feel like 
a little less bad about yourself in a society that's maybe made you feel kind of bad about yourself for being gay. So, um, so tremendous, tremendous kudos to you both and makes me like so proud to live in this town that did that back in 2004. And it helped, and, and it helped in conjunction with the redevelopment, it really helped turn the city around because, uh, a lot of gays started moving into Asbury Park, buying up some of these old houses and started doing them, you know, doing them right. So, you know, gay community is a big part of the city. Yeah, I mean, and we're in our 30th year, I think, of the um, the New Jersey gay. I mean, they, they unfortunately, they didn't do it this year, but the New Jersey gay uh, parade, the, the parade, parade. The, they, they, they moved it to October. But I think we're in our 30th year of it. So I remember the first um, one. I worked every one as a fire inspector. I had, I had to deal with all the um, permits and things. And like, I forgot the woman's Karen. I forgot Karen's last name, but she's uh, all of the same. Karen, Laura Popel, right. all of the same people do the parade every year. And such good people, just really, really lovely people who've been doing it for years. Yep. yep. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Put on a okay. nice show. Yeah, it's a it's a great day. It's a great day. So so again, thank you both. But I have to get to some some um, quick fire questions. Places in Asbury that we try to ask people. Places in Asbury that are now gone that you miss or that you wish were still here. Just places that your favorite places that are now gone. Um, maybe the entire boardwalk, but Lee's Arcade, <laughs> Convention Hall. I mean. Uh... I miss my uh, duckies, you know, and duckies on the boardwalk. God, I don't even. JP Maloney's. Maloney. Oh, God. Ed. Oh, God. Okay. Now you have to describe where some of these are. Like, where was duckies and where was Maloney's? Um, uh, Duckies was on the boardwalk with a hot dog stand. And uh, Maloney's was. uh, Main Street and Fifth Avenue. uh, Main and. Fifth. Fourth. Fourth, fourth, yeah, yeah, next to Cumberland Farms. And where, and what was it? A restaurant? It was a bar. bar. It used to be, yeah, it used to be, it mean, was a bar. Wagon wheel. He was, he was an original. Um, uh, some weekends in the summer, he'd have a truckload of sand brought in, put it all over the floor in the bar. Um, people would hang out in bathing suits at the bar. Um, <laughs> it was people like, from 21 to 81 there um yeah, yeah. gay straight black white it was a blast it, it was, was just bla- it was a blast and kind of after work at the firehouse that's where we used to go mate we were at maloney's at 601 you know and after we got <laughs> off of work uh grossman's was another grossman's, yeah, yeah and where was grossman's it yeah. was a few doors down from the, the uh, firehouse in the firehouse that was another local hangout and people who are now people who who were here and are now gone well since i'm getting pretty old there's so many i <laughs> uh geez um well i guess a couple of our i think ray kramer was the first mayor that i worked under um, 
you know, there, there's uh, Jap Del Pizzo, uh, Gabe Phillips. Um, Uncle Vic, Vic Vicaro. Vic Vicaro, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Maggie Burke and Eddie Burke. Maggie Burke, uh, yes. Yeah, they were. And, they, they were, and are these people who were involved in, in, in the city as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, city yeah. government, yeah. yeah. It's, interestingly, Vic Vicaro's name has come up several times when we've asked this question. Is oh, he, really? is that, is that Henry, the doctor who no. did the house calls? No. No. Okay. So who is, who is Uncle, this? For, there's a lot of Vicaros. Uncle Vic, Uncle Vic, we used to call him Uncle Vic. Cause he, uh, he worked the beachfront too. And, and his office is, you know, with uh, my father's office, our pup cuts office, all of us were in you know, that whole strip and anchor bar is, it's not the anchor, tiki bar, where the tiki bar is, that was all the beachfront offices there. Those were our offices. Yes. Yeah. And this, uh, yeah, my office was the south side of Convention Hall, and you had a uh, little doorway. Though you open up the door, you're right into the convention. You get into the into the convention hall itself, so you can let people in for concerts. Back yeah. then, that's when we sneak them up the ramp and let them in through the uh, my father's office. Uh, yeah, and I remember. I remember too. I think it was the third time Jay Giles played at Convention Hall. <laughs> I come into my office the next day, all the windows are busted out. And, uh, you know, there was some kind of fight. And uh, <laughs> Jay Giles never played there again. <laughs> I can't imagine like the Jay Giles riots. I mean, after, you know, Iron Maiden at Radio City Music Hall, you know, remember the vandals in there. I never thought of Jay Giles with rowdy crowds. And yeah, it, it was crazy. <laughs> Well, people, you know, after the concert, during the concert, some of them would go out to the uh, promenade there and they were half lit and they'd jump off the yeah. side into the sand. And uh, it was, yeah. And that was before the jetty, right? Before they put that L jetty up in front of Convention Hall. Mm-hmm. Man. So it was all water. The water would be coming up. It wasn't being blocked. Yep. Under Convention Hall. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good question about Convention Hall. Do either of you know where the great pipe organ is? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know who took that. Maybe the person who took the took copper, the copper panels. Pop, the same person took the copper panels, yes. Took all Perhaps, that, all Perhaps it's the same too. person. That is still, listen, I know it's fallen into the water, but to me, it is still a breathtaking building. Just oh, a really beautiful, breathtaking absolutely. building. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, 100%. Okay, guys, listen, it's 11 o'clock. Thank you both so much. You're very nonchalant about changing gay rights history, but that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> Um, it's much appreciated from the gay community. Uh, and Joe, it usually takes us like to, we have to put in the disclaimers. So Ed, so Fred's not anxious. So give us a week or so to, to get this edited and up for you guys. Okay. Did we miss asking you any questions that you think we should have asked? I don't think so. Uh, Jimmy? No, I don't think so. No, it's not right. We can have, I think we can have everyone back a second time just to talk about 1970s boardwalk. Oh yeah. We talk about the seventies and four walk. I mean the eighties. Maybe I get maybe I get John on the show then too. Maybe if I if I if I enticed him with you two and, and Steve tell him Steve's and gonna Steve, and Steve and you all could get us up to speed. Because you know, I came in two thousand. So these are all like interesting and same with Joe, you know, Joe came in the in the two thousands as well. So these but are the, all really interesting stories. But I have a distinct memory of the board. Like the first time I'd ever gone fishing I was taken here in nineteen like seventy four. Um 
to Asbury Park. The best. I grew up in Old Bridge, not too far, but my neighbor took me down here. Uh, and my friend of mine from school, his dad took us down to, to go fishing. And uh, I have. I have a visual memory of that, of what that boardwalk used to look like. So every time I'm on the boardwalk, it's interesting. It was hopping. Yeah. Hopping. It was so different. With the rides we had, we had the rides down there uh, first. Hour. Fireworks yeah. every week. Fireworks every, every, every week. And, yeah. the, and they the would change locations. They would change locations. It would go from the 4th Avenue beach and, they had and the Sunset Avenue. They had you know they would go back and forth and every week. And it was uh, it was all the boardwalk people that that chipped in and did and paid for it and paid for it. Yes. And yeah. it's funny. I have to say too, um, when people used to ask my kid when she was little, "Where where do you live?" Who knew she would say everybody's park? She couldn't <sighs> say Asbury. It was everybody's park. That's and adorable. I, I said, and yeah, ironic, isn't it? It is. So, so when you describe, when you guys describe the boardwalk, it is such an opposite experience that when I came, so when I came in 2000, nobody, so I used to walk my, I used to take my dog late at night down to the beach to run on the beach because nobody was ever on the beach. And the boardwalk was barren, but also like lined with male hustlers. So yeah. I would get to know all these hustlers over the years that used um, Fisherman's Park, um, and the and the north side of the boardwalk. So I would take my dog and then let my dog um, run around to get his energy out. And then, um, I mean, that's my first, I, I didn't grow up as a kid coming here. So my first experience at the boardwalk is, is it was a Beirut. destitute. It looked like Beirut. Yeah, yeah. I used it, was, that... it, was, it was, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was. But epic. still pleasant. But I have to tell you, I mean, you know, the lovely, in, interesting conversations, uh, shooting the breeze with people who were lovely, you know, making a living and and heading home, right? I mean, the, it wasn't like, you know, as much as people talk about it being scary, the, that wasn't my experience at all. Um, I could I could maybe see from an outsider's perspective why you thought that, but, I, you know, <laughs> nine or 10 at night, I walked down to the North End Boardwalk and let my dog run around every, you know. Throughout the early 2000s, it was what it was. I'm talking about 2001. 2001, when we took over uh, the, the council in 2001, the, the boardwalk, it only had a couple places, only a couple places were open. And it was, I remember uh, one late, they had the fireworks and, uh, oh, God, with my, I'm, 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 I see Kevin, Kevin was, Kevin Sanders was, on the side, like uh, uh, on the boardwalk, and uh, I just I looked at Kevin. I said to Kevin, and "This is ridiculous. There's not one person here. This place, this boardwalk was empty. You know, there's no. I this this has got to change. You know, we're going to bring back. I'm going to bring back. You know, we had the Fourth of July parade. We started doing that a little later on. I go, right, gonna, right, right. We're going to bring back fireworks, and I mean real fireworks. We're going to." Double the size, you know. We're gonna triple the size. You know, so through the parade, we raised money through the parade. That's what paid for the fireworks. Yeah, you know. But people came, you know. People came, and I forgot, Jimmy. You were on in two. I thought you were on a little later than two. You you were elected two thousand one. Yeah, two thousand one. That was your first one. Yeah, yeah. In two thousand one, two thousand thirteen. And maybe that's what we talk about when we bring you back because I I have a quote from totally. you. 
uh, Jimmy, about 2001, lamenting the state of the convention hall at that time. And we can talk about how bad physical condition that building was in at one point and, you know, and the process of bringing all of this back would be interesting to talk about. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll hit up John Moore. So, hey, thank you guys, because we're after 11, because of course we didn't keep it to 45 minutes. That was the goal. <laughs> true to, to form. Um, <laughs> listen, thank you, Kiki and Jim, Jimmy. Thanks for one for doing this podcast, but really, truly, um, with all sincerity, thank you both for um, for really fighting for people that nobody was fighting for. Back thank you. Me. It was an honor. Uh, an yeah. honor. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks Christy, for-, for doing this too. Uh, uh, I don't know where she's at now. She's out floating around. You're welcome. You guys have a great day. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye-bye.